everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Big Picture Conversation with Iron Pillar. I am your host, as always, Mohanjeet Jolly, co-founder and partner of Iron Pillar, a venture fund focused on growth stage technology company that are building product from India for the world. And today it is my absolute honor and pleasure to welcome a dear friend, a prolific technologist and entrepreneur, you know, and just a gem of a human being uh, and a dear friend, uh, Vijay Sundaram, who is the chief strategy officer currently of Zoho, a company that many of you are probably quite familiar with. But with that, welcome to the show, Vijay. Thank you, Mohanjit. Lovely to be on the show with you. Delightful, as always, to be associated with anything you do. Oh, my goodness. What a start. What a start. All right. So with that, uh, thank you, by the way. Thank you for that. What are your priorities as as sort of somebody who's heading strategy for Soho? Um, what what keeps you up at night? I have, you know, it's all it's, oh, we don't pay a lot of attention to titles. So my title is probably very unreflective of what I actually do. <laughs> so uh, okay. so it's uh, it's uh, I. I involved a lot in our US operations in almost everything from uh, sales to marketing to pre-sales. So it's, it's about hiring the teams, training the teams, building out those kinds of competences. And the company is also moving into larger customers and helping that transition. On a global level, I'm responsible for our global partner program, which is the entire ecosystem that resells Zoho's products. Uh, mm -hmm. On a marketing level, I work with other regional team leaders on various aspects of marketing. So it's across the board on a lot of these things. It's operational. A lot of it is operational. Uh, it is uh, strategic as well. And it's a combination of what I've accumulated, you know, the big company, some of the big company skills that I've had working in larger companies and knowing what, which ones to abandon, you know, and, and which ones to keep and modify. I've been an entrepreneur as well. So I, I, I understand what works in an entrepreneurial setting and what some of those things from big companies I can bring in here and which ones I should absolutely reject. You know, so that helps me. So bring in some sense of how to think. I've also been a strategy consultant. So how to think about a problem, but don't bring, don't bring loads of process and bureaucracy in that thinking or more in form rather than outcome, you know? So take out all of that, that comes with that kind of thing, but use the essence of that and adapt it to, uh, to an organization that is gonna be less receptive to bureaucracy and more receptive to the core idea. You know, those are the kinds of things that I wind up uh, doing in the company. <clears throat> so effectively you are a CEO of the US operation. So that, um, that, that, that's, that's the way to-, yeah, to the, Two of yeah. us will run all of the North America operations. So between us, we do everything. Fantastic. Now, final final two questions. One is, you've talked, I mean, you've given us so many different nuggets of, 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 of wisdom, but if you could just synthesize it into, you know, two or three key takeaways for the entrepreneurs in the audience, um, you know, that'll be, that'll be tremendous. Again, based on your broader experience, and then of course, within sort of the Zoho, or looking at it through the Zoho lens, um, yeah. You know, if you could uh, yeah, articulate that, that'd be great. You know, for an entrepreneur, the first thing I, I would I would discuss is the notion of of belief and persistence. They go together. You know, you, you, you have a certain belief that 
that you're going to be able to do something and you don't worry about what your knowledge and credentials are. If you're going to be persistent and stay in it long enough, you're going to build it up. In fact, you're going to be better than the others if, if when you build it up because the, the, the rarity of the talent is not in the skill, but in the persistence. So if you can do that part, then you're actually going to outlast the other guy and, and, and get better than the other people. So that's the first thing I would say. Unconventionality has helped us a lot. And I think that everything, in terms of hiring, where to put the company, in terms of uh, how we do uh, performance appraisals, in in terms of uh, uh, working working with customers, even in terms of of uh, product management, many things that we have done have been unconventional. So it's you get sometimes brainwashed into thinking by looking at some of the same exemplars of larger, well-known technology companies, and somehow you think that they've got it down until you go and talk to companies, people who work there, and you realize they're very far from it. And they may be successful in terms of size, cash flow, income, revenue, all those kinds of things. But in terms of building an organization that is dynamic or sustainable, many of them are not the places you look for. So things that might work for them may not work for you. Many things don't even work for them and they don't necessarily realize it. But uh, some, some things, certainly I wouldn't accept practices just because it came from one of the name brand companies and say, that's how we need to do it. So I've studied a lot about companies like I study Amazon because they themselves have been unconventional. So I study them even though they're large and see what they do and what some of the things we could we could use from them knowing fully well what, what to reject. And, and some things that may have been good ideas for them, we can't really do because we don't have their DNA, you know? Mm -hmm. So you basically have to adapt it into what works for you, but don't accept, be, be a bit more unconventional in, in things that we do. That is more based on common sense and core, almost I would say philosophical principles, you know, as, as opposed to business or economic principles. Those seem to be more sustaining than, than <clears throat> sort of an MBA kind of thinking. I, I say that as an MBA myself. And the, 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 the third piece I'd say is, I'd reiterate, build things that people want. And that, is, and especially on a world stage, you have to build things that people want. That is the core of the engine. And it may take a few iterations to get that right. But if you, if you do that, then everything else just starts to work. Well said. And, and, and finally, I guess the very final question is, we are, of course, indebted to, to you uh, in terms of you know, being part of, of, of the Iron Pillar Network. And I know you give your, your time to advising and helping uh, you know, other entrepreneurs. Uh, I guess what what compels you? What what gets you, um, you know, in that mode to say, you know, even though I have 18 different things on my to-do list, and I've, you know, and I could do, you know, three full-time jobs and keep myself busy, but I'm still going to carve out some time and uh, and and help yeah. uh, you know, others in the ecosystem. Yeah, and I'm not going to flatter you, but I'd say the two the two things here that make sense. First is your your sense of purpose of what you're doing. You're building companies in India that I relate to that. You're building capabilities there and ultimately it's you're building there's a there's a national element to it. You know, you're building some capabilities there. And 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 I think we have to not lose that's another example of where you don't blindly follow the Western model, which causes value and capital to just get sucked out by third parties. You know, you build it in a way that's sustainable and, and builds infrastructure and capabilities within the country. So that's the first thing. I know that's the focus of your funds. Second thing is, of course, as a person, uh, a lot of respect for what you've done over the years. 
and uh, and I'm not the only one. I hear it from other people too. So I, I would happily do anything that you're associated with because I know what uh, the the energy and the purpose you will bring to it. So again, I don't want to put you on a spot or make you uh, embarrassed about it, but that's the honest reason. So that's the uh, second reason I do it. And the last thing is the real lesson of Zoho is for us to be able to take that and apply it. You know, if if more and more companies are like that. that is good you know mm-hmm. that is good there are plenty of companies that are spun out of zoho now as it's a in india we are a hotbed of entrepreneurial activity and i run, and some of my friends have joined these companies that uh, that have uh, uh, erupted from here but that's a good thing so we can share some of the things we've done and we can build that kind of competence and capability and and frankly put india on the map that is a fulfilling thing and uh, that's part of the reason why I think I I want to be associated here. What an incredible way to end this uh truly delightful conversation Vijay. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh it has been a nothing short of pure joy uh for me to have interacted here and and I feel like we can keep talking for hours um and and maybe we'll have you back uh, for for another episode. uh in in the not so distant future but really from from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of the entire iron pillar team thank you for being part of the iron pillar network and for your time today thank you thank you mohanjit i enjoyed this discussion i really enjoyed it it felt totally free form and i really wish iron pillar and, and your company is the best we will uh, i'm happy to advise or, or play a role in any way you see fit thank you so much thank you.